0: You're listening to audio from Grace Community Church in Anger, North Carolina. More information about Grace Community Church can be found at graceccnc.org.
1: Well, good morning. Welcome to Grace Community Church. If it's your first time, we extend to you a very special welcome. And if you were here last Sunday and you're back today, I just want to say thank you very much. We're doing a two-year study. Well, it started out to be about a one-year study, but it looks like it's going to be a two-year study on the doctrine of eschatology or last things. And last week's message was a bit complex. So again, thank you for coming back. If you were here last week, you would like a, a copy of the notes that were on the slides. There are some of those on the table as you go out the different four millennial views or what's going to happen about those five, uh, 1,000 years, around the 1,000 years, uh, before, after, middle, wh- what's going to be going on, then that's on the table as well as the budget, proposed budget with the amendment and also um, the sample ballots for next week. So just as you go out on the offering table, you can find those there this morning's sermon is going to be really different from last. I try to get to Psalm 103 every, used to be two or three years, apparently it's every five years or so now because of the beautiful truth about God's forgiveness in Psalm 103. So after I work through the text, we're going to take time for testimonies. From the congregation, so be ready to share what the Lord has done in your life this past year. Psalm 103 is a magnificent psalm, wouldn't you agree? If you know the psalm, you would say yes. Um, in, in, In the world, in this world full of broken people, forgiveness has to be one of the sweetest words that we have available to us in language. I forgive you. Now, when you hear that from God, from the creator of the universe, that is especially meaningful and deeply encouraging. Now, speaking of deeply, I don't do this often, but occasionally when I'm talking with someone who is deeply discouraged, I will encourage them to do something like This. To to go home, sit down in a quiet place, calm your heart before the Lord, have your Bible open to Psalm 103, and then just imagine yourself crawling up into the Lord's lap and Him putting His arms around you. Wow. I mean, if, if you've been here any length of time, you know why I would not be comfortable saying that. We each can have a personal relationship with God, but nobody gets a private relationship with God. What he says to one, he says to the whole world. His children understand at a level that others do not, but what God says, he says here. But we do get a personal relationship with the Lord, and Psalm 103 is deeply personal. I hope our time in this Psalm will encourage you to go back later this week and just soak up the truth of the Lord's love and forgiveness for you. We're going to read these first five verses together, then go back and work through verse by verse. And then, if you haven't heard already, we're having testimonies this morning, so please be prepared. Don't leave me hanging up here, okay? Be ready to share what the Lord has done for you. I would hate to start calling names. No, I won't do that. And if you don't talk, we'll just get out early, all right? All right, if you would, please stand for the reading of God's Word, Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. "'Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases.'" who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The word of God for the people of God. Thank you. Be seated. All right, let's just jump in. Verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. So this psalm begins with an expression of praise to the Lord. Every one of us is worshiping something or someone. So what is it that your soul blesses? Bless my car, oh my soul. Bless my itinerary, travel itinerary, oh my soul. Bless my social media presence, oh my soul. Bless my bank account and my retirement plan. look, not all interest or distractions become idols, but some do king's King David's heart overflowed with gratitude in psalm one o three So many of his psalms were prayers of for deliverance from his enemies or prayers of confession of sin, but in psalm one o three David Poured out his heart in gratitude for God's love and goodness to him. Verse 2, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So here's a question. I recognize that there are a lot of factors in which way you lean, but are you inclined to give thanks for the blessings in your life? Are you more disposed to complain about all the things that go wrong in life? And believe me, a lot can go wrong every day, right? Every hour of every day. So this is an opportunity for us to share. We do it twice a year. I wish it were a little more spread out. But it, it, right after Thanksgiving and somewhere right around Christmas, we take time to hear testimonies. And, and, and it's encouraging to the rest of us when you share about God's goodness In your life. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And then, verse three, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases. Look, I have no doubt that there's someone in the room this morning or listening to the podcast who is overwhelmed with guilt, almost going under. With guilt, Some of you, in fact, may think that you have committed the unpardonable sin. I hear, about, I hear that question more than you would think. I, explain the unpardonable sin to me, and then it becomes clear. That means maybe I've committed it. I can almost assure you. The, there are factors, context of Jesus saying that to the religious leaders who utterly rejected him don't exist quite exactly the same way in our day. And if, you, if that sin can be committed in the same way it was committed that day, then I'm 99.99% sure that you're not. And if you're worried that you've committed it, I'm 100% certain that you have not committed the unpardonable sin. It's a sin of arrogance and rejection without any possibility of God's involvement in your life. You may wonder though, if you prayed the prayer, you know the prayer that we do. Protestants get on Catholics because Catholics believe that in the doing of the sacraments in the in the in the performance or uh in in, in the activity of receiving the 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 Lord's Supper and being baptized and the other sacraments that they have. They think that by doing them, they are saved. And in fact, the Latin phrase, ex opera operata, means exactly that. By the work accomplished. By the work worked. In other words, you you do the deed and God saves you. Baptists, Protestants, we're a little different. We believe that God's grace is extended when we walk down an aisle... But but, but look, it gets all confusing, does it? Some of you uh, don't remember a time when you didn't believe in Jesus. And it causes confusion because we've got a certain way that it has to be done. And it's more about the activity surrounding belief than it is the belief itself. If, look, it's good for us to examine our hearts to confess our sins, but Satan will overwhelm us with debilitating guilt if we fail to believe God's promises of forgiveness. If you are in Jesus, God forgives all your iniquities, and He heals all your diseases, not in the ways that some people think every physical ailment will be healed, Not a prosperity gospel, which is ultimately a law gospel. But David's hope was not in physical healing. He knew God didn't always do that. But in ultimate healing. And we understand God's ultimate healing of us much better than David did. Now that we're in these days after Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Verse 4 who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. When I was saved at 18 years old, (laughs) my life was an absolute mess. And it was not difficult at all for me to understand that God redeemed me from the pit. I was almost about to go over. But if you were saved when you were six years old, or if you can't even remember, as I was saying just now, Your life was redeemed from the pit. You were right at the edge and God snatched you back. God crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. Linda Talley used to say that you should hold a golden crown over children's head and let them grow into it. That's beautiful parenting advice, isn't it? Since we are unable to grow into a relationship with God in our own strength, He takes a crown of steadfast mercy and plants it firmly on our heads and announces us worthy to wear the crown. Not that we are. Not that there's goodness in us. But we are in Christ, and Christ is worthy. That's great news. Verse 5. He satisfies you with good so that you renew. Renew. That's what happens at this decade of life. Don't you understand? I combine words. I'm trying to get through, and I, I know my time's running out, you know, and I have some renewed. Your youth is renewed like the eagles. Look, don't raise your hand because you're probably not able to, but I wonder how many of you are exhausted after this Thanksgiving weekend. I know you're really. Tired from the activities. You might or might not have known that Friday night was my, or Friday day during the day was my 70th birthday. And somebody has already asked me, what about retirement? I'm like, I'm not going to retire. I might be retired, but I'm not going to retire anytime soon. But my, on, the, on Friday morning, I awoke to three granddaughters serenading me with a beautiful rendition Of happy birthday. And at the very end of it. One of them added. And maybe more. (laughs) And I'm thinking yes indeed. Maybe. You just never know. (laughs) Look Friday was a good day for me. If Allison Talley ever plans a birthday party for you. It will be a good day. For you. And I was reminded that day of God's goodness to me, and Allison, and with my family, some of whom are here this morning, and friends, and Scripture, and the hope of eternal life. And I was also reminded of the ways that the Lord refreshes His children, spiritually, emotionally, every way. There's a whole lot to be sad about in our lives, but the Lord refreshes those who look to him? Verse six, "The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed." I look at that verse and say, "Hmm, look around and say, "Hmm, look, God has not promised to be fair. What's fair to me is not necessarily fair to you. Just watch two children, right? It's not fair. No, it's fair. That's not, you're not fair. Don't you wish that adults one day... Do you ever see, you know, Liar, Liar, Jim Carrey in that movie way back in the day? Would it be something if just one day adults had the facial expressions that they're really feeling, you know? And, I don't like you. Why did you say that? You know, it would be funny. But what's fair to me isn't necessarily fair to you. God has not promised to be fair, but he has promised to be just. But how can you reconcile such a statement with the injustice that is in the world? a matter of faith, but everything, everything we do is a matter of faith, no matter what the object of our faith is, right? Now, you may say, well, I have faith that everything is going to be okay. It's going to turn out all right. And then if I press you, You might say, well, what is your faith in? You say, well, you know, just faith. Well, that's faith in, I don't know, some sort of idea. But if we believe that our God is as He said He is, a God of justice, then we can know that all will be made right at the proper time. Look, for starters, remember that justice was accomplished at the cross of Christ. And justice one day will roll down one way or the other depending on a relationship with God through Christ. Jesus took our sins upon himself and bore God's wrath against sin. God's wrath against sin, necessary. God can no more allow sinners into heaven without something being done about their sin... ...then we can allow a mass murderer to live in our home. Oh, he's a good guy, honey. He's re- Allison, he's really, it's, it's okay. But, you know, he's got this little thing that he's a serial killer. But other than that, he's a great guy. Let him on in. But Jesus took care of all of our sins. And all that will matter when we stand before him... ...is whether or not we have a relationship with Jesus. If we stand in him, <laughs> all is right... But what about the current injustices in the world? Just know this. God doesn't keep records in the same manner that we do. He does not look on outward appearances. He is never fooled nor mistaken about what is truly happening in this world. He's a God of justice. He fights for the oppressed. If you are treating others unjustly, then God is opposed to you. If you are being unjustly treated, know that God works righteousness and He will fight for you. What if the injustices done to me are not rectified until Jesus returns? Well, you won't be disappointed that you had to wait. If, on the other hand, you were unjust to others in this world... It won't be a pleasant day for you. Verse 7, he made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the people of Israel. If God does not reveal himself to us, then we cannot know him. Fortunately, he revealed himself to the people of Israel through Moses He continues to make himself known today today, through Jesus, by his word, in church, in genuine spiritual fellowship with other believers. Verse 8, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. I don't think we need to spend that much time Here, because it's not difficult for you to understand. I mean, the people that you love are always so patient with you and your sin and your failures. Not really. That's not true of people. But it is true of God. Verse 9. He will not always chide, nor will he keep His anger forever. God is not like us. He doesn't sit in heaven with a scowl waiting for us to mess up and nursing his grievances. I knew a man who said that when he was a young boy, his father would punish him. And about an hour later, he'd be singing... And his mom would say, shh, don't don't let your dad see you. He's not over that. And he'd have to go around quietly tiptoeing, very sad, and very repentant for his sins for three days. Two or three days. God's not like that. He's nothing like that. We think he is. When you sin, when you really mess up, and it's the one that you've committed a thousand times in the last month. And you think, I've got to prove myself before God accepts me again. He's not that way. We think of God in heaven like, don't do it, don't do it. Ah, you did it. You know, so we ask him, could you forgive me? And he's like, no. You, you knew you were going to do that? What? But he's not. The minute in Christ, God looks at you, and he sees Jesus, and he's pleased. God's wrath was exhausted on Jesus, and we are the blessed beneficiaries. Verse 10, he does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. Aren't you glad? Verses 11 and 12, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. Let that sink in for a moment. Verses 13 and 14. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. We tend to remember that we are dust, but we forget everyone else is, right? God remembers we are dust. He's a god Of grace. No wonder we are drawn to love and serve and obey Him, just as we desire to please our earthly fathers, whether they're good or not. But especially if they're good, we want to please our fathers. We don't want to disappoint them. It sounds contradictory that He shows compassion to those who fear Him and that we can have this incredible sense of love and acceptance. But what is this fear about? It's not so much a fear that God is going to punish me if I do wrong, but it's a fear that I'm going to disappoint him. The deal is he's not disappointed if you are in Christ. Psalm 130 verse 4 says, there is forgiveness with you so that you may be feared. It's not be afraid of God so he will forgive you, but he forgives us. And then we have this enormous respect and love and desire to serve and please Him when we accept His forgiveness. And that's the problem with a law, sort of a gospel, even a prosperity gospel. We're always trying to earn what we get, but we can't. It's why the gospel is not just the plan of salvation, put it on on the the shelf until you need it. No, it's... Everything in our lives. We can't be good enough, but Jesus was. And he loves us in Christ. What a great God he is. And the remaining verses tell of his greatness. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. So this section knows what this section doesn't yet, that that it goes mighty fast. For the wind passes over it, and it's gone. And its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord, hesed, is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children and to those who keep his covenant (coughs) And remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens. And his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O you his angels. You mighty ones who do his word. Obey in the voice of the Lord. Bless the Lord, all his hosts. His ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works. In all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. So this psalm ends in the very way it begins. Just like Psalms 146 through 150, they each begin with giving thanks to the Lord. They begin and end with giving thanks to the Lord. So we began this reading this psalm with this, and now we're going to end it with your testimony. So, Let's take time. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to take time. Ricky and who else is going to have the microphone? We'll have a couple of microphones around so then you can share with us what the Lord has done for you. And the very thing that you're thinking, should I say that? I don't. It's the very thing somebody in this room needs. I hear it all the time. Man, I was so grateful The Hannah Hodgins. Now, she's an introvert. She's not going to. Hannah Hodges said, Leah, no, okay, better (laughs) go to another row. (laughs) So it's a very thing, though, people need to hear. They're both in my home group, so uh, our home group, so I can say that. Well, Father, we thank you for this amazing love. It's conditional in the sense that We believe. We have to believe. But you sent your son to die for our sins. And then you made it possible for us to understand. Not only to know the gospel. But to understand it. And then to believe. Thank you for the love and compassion that you show your children. Thank you that Jesus (laughs) took the justice that we deserved, and that our sins are forgiven. And this day, as we give thanks to you, there are so many things that we will not share. One after another, we could write, these are the ways that God has blessed me. And now, Lord, we bless you with all our hearts and souls and minds. We pray that you'll bless this time in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. First one's always the most difficult, so we'll just skip that and go to the second. All right. Who will be second today? Who wants to share what the Lord has done in your life this year? Jeremiah.
0: I don't have to stand up, right?
1: You don't have to stand up. <laughs> Speak into the
0: microphone. Um, I'm Jeremiah. Uh, most people know me as nicole's husband um, <clears throat> we've had a we've had a little rough streak when we were trying to find a church, and we found this one. I I didn't know I was gonna get nervous um but um my wife and my sons were both baptized in this church and our church, and we longed for that so I uh, know my wife has. She would not be doing this if I was here. I mean, if she was here, she's in children ministry right now. But um, we are blessed to be here, and we just um, we we thank Pastor Brad and everybody here in the congregation for accepting us, and it, you know, and just I'm sure you, you accept everybody, but just uh, it just it feels good to be here on Sunday mornings and be around people like you guys and uh, like-minded people, and. um and the, God is
1: good to me. It's good to my family. Amen. We're blessed to have you They call to us with this. All right. Someone else. Lisa.
2: Not with Stan. Um my name is Lisa Bagley and I'm the mama of Stacy Williford and Julie and all these beautiful boys and girls that are their children. But in, I'm like, in September of 21, I was out on a boat ride having fun with the state, um, my daughter Emily. We have six daughters. They all don't come to church here. But we were having a good time listening to beach music. And on the way back, I just got this terrible pain in my stomach. And I didn't think. I said, I'm going to wet my pants if y'all don't get me back to the dock. <laughs> so we got back to the dock. I went to the bathroom, and, and I told my husband, I said, we have to get home. I didn't even go to my daughter's house. I said, we have to get home. So we got home, and um, I started bleeding pretty bad. And that night, I have a daughter that's an RN. I had her come down to see me. So Mom, you need to go to the hospital. So I did. Make a long story short, they sent me to the big hospital. That was just urgent care. And I went there and they x rayed me and they said, "Um, You need to go see your MD as soon as possible. So I did. And they, then my MD said, Well, I think you have leukemia or lymphoma. So then they sent me to Duke after a month. I mean, UNC, sorry guys, UNC. And I was diagnosed with mantle cell lymphoma, which is a very rare cancer. So they got me started in chemo, a very extensive chemo, but backing up, we, Greg and I had started, we thought the grass was greener on the other side of the fence, we had been coming here for like five years or so, I guess, we thought it was greener on the other side of the fence, so we started going to a different church, and I told Greg, I've got to have my family back, so we started come back here with our family because our family didn't leave so we started coming back here and without Brad and Allison and this family because they've been so good to me and Greg but I'm still in chemo I got through the chemo the extensive chemo and until cell I mean a stem cell transplant and I'm still in chemo every eight weeks I have another year and a half to go and that's to keep me in remission, hopefully, because they say it will come back someday. But I told my doctor, he doesn't know my great physician. He's going to keep me in remission for a long, long time. I have too many children and grandchildren to live for. But I really owe a lot to this church because Brad and Allison and every, everybody went on it. And all the women of the church have sent me cards. Um. I can't think of the names right now. I don't have a good memory. Um, Have really been by my side. (laughs) You have an excuse. They have been by my side, phone calls, cards. And um, I sent Brad a message last week because I wasn't feeling well. I had chemo that week and I wasn't feeling good. So I watched him and I sent him, I said, Happy belated birthday. (laughs) But sorry, Brad, but it's four days after my oldest daughter's birthday. (laughs) But he's the same age as my husband, so I've got an excuse. Allison, we both have older men. (laughs) Okay,
1: that's enough. Next.
2: (laughs) But I just want to thank this congregation. We were at a larger church, and Greg and I never connected because we didn't feel like we had a family there. This church, you have family. And so this is my second family, and I love you all. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Lisa. we prayed for Lisa for a long time. Continue to pray for her. And what she just said right at the very end is really important. It's one of the reasons we need to pray about the future here at Grace with all the people coming in. After a while, you just one of the crowd. We need to plant churches. We need to be willing and ready to do that. So be thinking and praying about that. And pray that Lisa will be here to see them all, all the plants in the next while. All right, who's who's next? Okay, Joy.
3: Lisa, you inspired me, so thank you. Um, I'm Joy. You guys would probably know me as Vonk, but got married just a few weeks ago, and I'm now Joy Kernicki. So, says my husband Daniel. I'm one of the missionaries that you guys support, and um, I just want to speak about a year where God has taken a winter season of illness and um, a lot of things that are not healed yet and don't have a promise that they will be, and he's grown shoots like spring that have come up and bloomed into flowers like summer, and um, one of those is not being single anymore. And... uh, (laughs) That's a huge reason to celebrate and to bless the Lord, and I want to give testimony to that. But also, just as Lisa said, you know, I have served overseas in Kenya, and I have been in Houston, and I have just transitioned in the last seven weeks back here, and there is no family like the family that the Lord provides in here at Grace. That is such a sweet taste of what God means for that to be, and I know that and I think one of the sweetest things for me even in season of engagement was seeing this man that I love come to love the people that I care about so much um, and seeing the gifts that God has put in this community that are rare gems and beautiful ones that you always come back to, don't you, Lisa? Yeah. So thank you all for your support, for your encouragement, for your prayers. And my prayer for you is that if you're in a season of winter, that God would bring you shoots of spring, that would bloom, and that in that winter season, that you would know His presence as sweetly as I have through each of you.
1: Mm. Thank you, Joy. Two ladies who have been very, who are very sick, and the Lord had more for them here. All right, someone else. Sides get pretty slack. What not you say? Okay. All right. I'm going to stand. Um,
4: I had to get things started for the right side, us right-siders, right-siders. <laughs> um, I guess, I think it's been a year of being reminded of of the idea of adoption. Um, I know we, we started the, well, not me, but... A great group of people started the fam ministry, kind of focusing on that, foster and adoption. And um, <clears throat> being a witness, witness to it more this year, um, my, my little niece being adopted uh, the very beginning of this year. And, and this kind of falling on today just had me thinking about uh, this evening we won't be able to be with our home group uh, because we're going to uh, the church where I grew up to see my niece uh, have her baby dedication. And um, <clears throat> and seeing her all this year, she's as perfect as can be. <clears throat> and um, excuse me. And uh, uh, seeing her more throughout the year, being reminded of adoption, and, and uh, my sister getting the call out of nowhere to go uh, be with this little girl uh, mm-hmm. who was just by herself at the hospital, and picking up to go, and um, the various families uh, within our own body that are that uh, that have adopted. And being reminded of myself being adopted and each one of us um, and what that all comes with, uh, how you know I don't deserve it, and now um, being brought into a family <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, this this larger family, um, I guess I don't know what I'm trying to say uh, but but <laughs> my wife's laughing at me and. Uh, um, Being witness to to seeing you know my niece be adopted as as a baby and and witnessing um, families that are continuing to grow with with older children and, and just the idea of being what you're what I'm being brought out of and then also kind of what's expected and living as a part of God's family um, it's just been it's just been great so I kind of rambled a little bit I don't know what I was trying to say. But, we know
1: uh, <laughs> we we know exactly what you're saying. But, okay, we're all here. adopted into the Lord's yes, family. And,
4: and I'm gonna here. I looked up a second ago if it's still here. And this is uh this this verse is referenced in Randall Goodgame's uh, Sing the Bible Christmas, which I love. Uh, and if you're in my home group, you know it always comes back to a song every Sunday. We're uh we're humming along to something that he's written, but um. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. Mm-hmm. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son,
1: then an heir through God. Amen. And that's a good reminder for us to pray also for... The FAM ministry, within hours, people can have foster kids in their homes, even kids being born to adopt. So be praying for the congregation who are stepping out to to do that. Okay. Good morning, everybody. My name is Charlie. Um, I am thankful for faith. Uh, I'm thankful for uh, God answering our prayers. Um, If you've ever been in a situation where you've cried out to God and um, wondered if God will answer your prayers, He does. God gave me a beautiful wife, and that's something I've wanted all my life. Um, But I think of the song uh, from Brooks and Dunn, uh, I raise my hands and bow my head, and I'm finding more and more truth in the words written and read every day. Uh, and I'm just thankful for faith. I'm thankful for Vicky, and uh, and for being part of this beautiful church. Thank Amen, Charlie. And we are thankful for you, and thankful for that Brooks and Dunn reference too. That's a that's a good Thanksgiving uh, reference.
4: We go
5: Good morning. My name is Melissa. Um, Really didn't want to take the microphone this morning, but Brad, you said maybe somebody would want to hear what we had to say. Um, I also didn't think I was going to get so emotional, but um,
1: it's okay. It's about okay. a
5: year ago, um, my husband Scooter and I made the decision. It was a really hard decision um, for me to step away from um, my job as a PA and which I loved, Um, but we just felt the calling for me to be home um, Mm. with our two little girls. Um, And it was somewhat of a leap of faith at the time and just we um, prayed about it so much and just said, you know, whatever happens, um, God will provide for us. And over the last year, I feel like we have just seen it tenfold um, for me to be able to be home and just the benefits of that. Um, And we really have seen God working in our lives and in our girls' lives and in our lives. And um, one of our goals um, and kind of part of the decision for me to stay home um, was with my job, I worked overnights and worked weekends, and a lot of times we would miss church because of it, or I would, or, you know, would have to stay home with the girls. And so one of our goals was really to, we've always been connected, but to be really deeply connected um, with our Grace family. And I'm just so thankful we've um, connected with a home group. Um, so I'm really thankful um, for Stacy and Lee, um, Williford and everybody within our home group. Um, its has been life changing for us. Um, and I'm going to blame my emotions on the fact that um, we are really blessed and happy um, that God willing we'll be welcoming our third child in June. <laughs> um, so I'm blaming yeah. you on that. <laughs> Congratulations. But, <laughs> thank you. But we are just. So blessed um, to call grace our family and our home, um, and it has been for many years, but over the past year, we've just really um, seen those roots grow deeper. So.
1: Thank you, Melissa. So many things to say, and I'll try not to preach after each one, but this the cross was the backdrop for Scooter and Melissa's wedding. Melissa's dad made that and then gave it to us, so thank you very much. And, and what she said was, Two things she said, so, so important. It's really hard when you you go to school, you put in the time, medical, sciences, and then you make the decision to stay at home. That's a hard decision. I I, I affirm that decision. I would understand if you, you walked out some other way. But what a beautiful testimony. And how God takes care of us too. He takes care of us. We talk about this all the time with giving to the Lord's work and giving to other people like the toiletry pantry, that kind of thing. I've never known anybody to say, you know, we started giving and it just ruined our lives. I mean, it's the exact opposite. You can't imagine how God takes care of you until you step. So much of what we're talking about is by faith. It's by faith. And it's not, Lord, prove it to me and then I'll believe, you know. He's like, believe it and I'll show you. You know, you take the step of faith and I'll show you. And home groups, can't do without them. If you're not in a home group, we need more home groups. We need hosts. We need serve those who are willing to lead. Maybe it's time, as wonderful it's been in your home group for a long time, maybe it's time to step out and, and lead one uh, so that the Lord can continue blessing others. Thank you, Melissa. That was very important. Now, Kyler's on the roll again. It's clearly, this side is winning. <laughs> Actually, uh, oh, we've only got a few more minutes, so uh,
6: Ben. <laughs> Sorry, I'm back in the corner here, like literally the worst seat for this, but um, Ben Grumbach. Um, so, uh, 2023 will forever be the year that, um, one of those milestone years in life where my wife Jen's dad uh, had a stroke at age 63. Uh, wasn't according to anybody's plan, uh, so it's it's been a significant uh, trial and a burden for our family, but I think that this testimony and my my prayer of thanksgiving in this season is is that I'm grateful for the trial and for the burden. Um, it's it's kind of given me personally and our family an opportunity to to step up and to serve the extended family, and you know, like most, if not all, families, there are dynamics that that might make things difficult, but. <laughs> <coughs> no. But the Lord the Lord has blessed me with an opportunity and with perhaps the gifts to to step up and to lead and to fulfill uh these roles that he's ordained me with as a father and as a husband and as a son. And uh you know one of my dad's sayings is, is that uh, a man's greatest burden is having nothing to carry. So <laughs> I'm not burdened with that necessarily, but I am grateful uh for this chance and and that I have the ability to, and the support system, you all, uh, to to lead my family through this, and to uh, and to 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 make the best of this. It's a long. It's going to be a long, long process. So um, we're digging in, and and only through God's grace will we be able to to see to see our lives through this and come out uh, better in the end. So I'm grateful, just immensely grateful for all of the prayers and the support from the larger family and from our home group and from well two home groups cuz we're kind of between the two but both of them again I don't know how people do it without without faith in the lord and and without each other so uh yes yeah, so a prayer of thanksgiving for the trials and the burdens and thanksgiving for you all in this time so. and
1: thank you Ben we've been praying for your family one or two more and I forgot to mention uh it this is Streaming, so it could be 7.8 billion people uh, that would be watching. I don't want that to intimidate you. I thought I'd go ahead and say it at the end. One more. Any, anyone else want to share? All right, Mark Kim. Up. All right, Scott. Scott and Mark. Two more.
7: <laughs> that encouragement of how many million are going to hear this? That doesn't make anyone want to take the money. No, That's billion. Billion. Right. Sorry, with a B. Uh, Good morning, if you don't know me, I'm Scott Chambly. and when Brad shared this morning uh, that he would celebrated his 70th birthday, the first thought came to mind that my wife and I have been here for his 60th birthday and his 50th birthday, <laughs> Amen. Uh, that we have been here for many years and have been blessed to call Grace home and have been here through many Testimony Sundays and what an encouragement it is to hear from all who take the mic, um, but there is one testimony that we don't hear anymore, um, that we used to hear every single year. And I cherished every year that Albert McKinney would take the microphone. And I think we are all were a little nervous to take the microphone, that what do I have to say that anyone would want to hear? What do I have? What story can I tell that would bless others? And Albert would simply stand up every year and say, I'm thankful for my Savior, for so, Jesus Christ, yes. who died For me. And what Brad said this morning, that it's uh, not private, but it is personal. Uh, And he expressed that every year, and I cherished when he would stand up and share that and have it resonate and be true for me as well. Uh, And so this morning, I too am thankful for grace and for all the changes that have come over the last 20 plus years. God has never changed. Uh, And for that, I'm extremely grateful. uh, And for the great men and women that have come before that are no longer with us, uh, the testimony they were to me, uh, and I hope we can continue to be that for one another to, to testify to how great our Savior is.
1: Thank you, Scott. Scott's the guy that does the slide designs. And I'll rip that one from Isaiah
8: 7. Uh, good morning, everybody. My name is, like I said, Mark Kim, and 2023 has been very a blessing for my wife, Christine and I, uh, especially that I'm good in math, but i like to make it simple. She wanted to get married in 1989, but I bragged her to marry in 1990. So it's easy to carry over. So in 2023, 1990, we've been married for 33 years. We came to, um, we follow our son he's a captain at uh, Fort Bragg from uh, North Carol- to the North Carolina. We follow our, our, our son our, and our daughter, daughter-in-law, and our grandkids, but no grandkids yet. So, so we're still here, hoping, and um, the <laughs> And I just want to thank God that um, God allow us to be part of this church. It took us a year and a half to be a member because we weren't sure uh, how long our son's going to be at Fort Bragg he would be keep hopping around as you know <coughs> as a military um, but uh, we're blessed to know that he's here at a guaranteed three years if not five, and possibly more as he um, as he ranks up so and I also want to thank the um, everybody in this blessed congregation for adopting us as a part of your family. It is wonderful to know that we are surrounded by um, a lot of good people here, especially the. Um, I belong to actually two home group, like he's, like Ben said. <laughs> um, I want to, I think this word is shout out. I don't speak English, so I don't know what that means, but I want to shout out to Mike and Deb Moneypenny for um, wrapping their arm around us. Wow, 2023 24. So I'll be 60 next year, next year but I'm not going to tell you how Christina, Christina goes. Christina's going to be because I like, I don't want to walk home, <laughs> but, um, also want, want to also thanks for a great testimony from Lisa and, and joy is one of our, um, uh, we, we love supporting people, um, missions, Kenya, was it right? And it's amazing how people could stop what they're doing and just move to, to, different, to yeah. spread the good word world Bible. I myself, um, if God calls me, Christina, we talk about this all the time, we will go. Mm. But I'm really accustomed Kenya's Kenya, pretty hot, right? I'm, I'm accustomed to air conditioning, so I don't know. Hope he doesn't call me that <laughs> Well, I just want to say thank you so much for everybody. And Brad, you're one of my inspirations. Christina, we prayed, and thank he's you. one of the reasons that we belong to this church. And uh, happy uh, 70th birthday. Yes. So I'm going to be 60 next year, but I might be actually older than you, Brad. Uh, Just encourage the congregation that um, if God calls me in five years, God may call you in 20 years or 25 or 50 years. I don't know. So I'm actually older than you. (laughs) The reason I mention that is because everybody in this room knows your birthday, but you don't know your death day. That's right. So I'm going to encourage you to especially among each other. Let's sharpen each other like iron sharpen iron, like Proverbs 27:17 says. And my last thing that I want to share is that let's all support each other, belong to home group. Home group is the way that you grow. And just like, just want to end, end this with saying that just like uh, Matthew 28:19, and go out there and make disciples. My credit teacher told me, I will not do my job correctly unless I make you a better student than myself. So with that said, let's go and make disciples, everybody. Amen. Thank you.
1: And just to announce, our home group will not be meeting tonight. (laughs) Let's stand together. We're going to pray. Worship team will lead us in our last song. Thank you so much for those testimonies. Thank you very much. And I know there are many things on your hearts. You get to share those with others uh, throughout this week. I I would love it if you would just say to someone, you know, I wanted to say this, but didn't have time, a little scared, whatever. It doesn't matter. Just But here's something I'd, I'd love to share. That would be great. Father, uh, thank you so much for... Your blessings to us, which cannot be counted. Um, I received a couple of those lists, 70 things about Brad, and I was thinking, how in the world did you get 10? Um, Lord, we could never stop listing the blessings you have given to us. We praise your name. We pray you go with us from here. uh, May we encourage one another. May we constantly point to the truth of your word, and Jesus is right in the middle of it. It's in his name. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to audio from Grace Community Church, located in North Carolina. Feel free to make copies of this audio content to share with others. But please do not charge for those copies or alter the content in any way without permission. For more information about Grace Community Church, go to graceccnc.org.